Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I will talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks, bin dippers and everything in between, never forgetting to talk. This is Dynamo's Dozen. So you are very, very welcome to a special episode of Dynamo's Dozen, the one that I promised you last week after the preview slash review of the FA Cup and of course of the Premier League. This week it's going to be a preview slash review of firstly the Champions League final, that beautiful piece of music there represents the big game on Saturday between Real Madrid and Liverpool and of course we will talk about the Chelsea-Manchester United final and all the little bits of football news in between as well you're getting a nice little extended break from wrestling here but fair enough, there'll always be room for that Uh, once again, I am here in Wrestling Mania with none other than uh, my, my wonderful sponsor here, Noel Hogan uh, again. How are you again, my friend? Excited. Yeah. Big week. Big week big and week. a big weekend for you, yeah? Big week. Yeah, so it's... Uh, I suppose we, we, we should try and set some sort of agenda here. Uh, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to... The big the big talking point will be the, the big match at the weekend. There's nothing bigger than the Champions League. Um, nothing. Not even the World yes. Cup. Mm-hmm. So... I think we'll we'll save that for last. We're going to be joined by by Mr. Damien Jarrett again, um, and we'll we'll get in depth and see what what we think will happen in that. But um, I think first before we do do any little uh, previews or anything like that or reviews, should I say, of the the uh, the FA Cup final, we should uh, probably have a look at the news because this this week now that the, as soon as the FA Cup final was over, it was just breaking news after breaking news, wasn't it? So, uh, Harry Kane, <laughs> he's claimed the England captaincy now. Uh, don't really care about that. Um, UEFA has charged Liverpool and Roma for all the shenanigans that went on. and It was bound to happen, wasn't it? It was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it for you. <laughs> um, Everton set to appoint Marco Silva. That's just, uh, that's just been announced. Well, it's just been mooted there. What do, what do you think of that? It's kind of unusual, isn't it? Yeah, well, he was, yeah, I thought it was going to be your man Fonseca or something. Yeah, he or started some. out. He started out very <coughs> successful in his career at Watford, and then it sort of. He was with Hull first, wasn't he? And he yeah. done done wonders with them. Yeah, and then he then he went to Watford, didn't he? And he was he was doing well with Watford for a while, well, and then he yeah. came off the boil. Yeah, a lot, and it sort of went downhill, and then he sort of exited. You know, so it's kind of a. Managerial America round is kind of strange that way, anyway, isn't it? Like yeah, it's kind of you're nearly you're nearly um, rewarded for failure. Yeah, and then the weird one here. Well, I mean, the shock one was Pellegrini signing for West Ham. That was a big signing for West Ham, actually. Mm. Um, probably probably bigger than Benitez, to be fair. And nearly a nearly a ten million a year contract he's getting, and where the money from West Ham's come. But he's claimed that he's been he's been promised up to. Uh, Four or five signings, whether they're big signings or not, I don't know. Um, and then Unai Emery, literally only fresh out of the Paris Saint Germain hot seat, 
has uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's at the front now for Arsenal really, yeah it looks like, it's, yeah, looks like it's a done deal doesn't it well it's, it seems like it's a more reasonable appointment doesn't it really in, in terms of like it was, was it really ever going to be Mikel Arteta bit more experience as well well I mean Arteta was apparently turned it down because he wasn't too impressed with the uh, with the ambition in terms of, I mean, it's been it's been said from a lot of kind of you know high sources in the, within the club that there won't be a whole lot of money to spend. I think fifty million plus whatever money comes in from player sales. So, I mean, it's a project for an ambi- not probably not for the most uh, say highest caliber of manager in terms mm-hmm. of that wants to come in and be able to buy four or five quality world class mm-hmm. signings. But an ambitious manager, maybe. I mean, Illinois Emery coming in. He's going to know the French League very well. Maybe be able to get a couple of gems out of there. Yeah, potentially, but um, <coughs> it, it's, um, it's a big task. It is a big, big task. task. They're not in the top four again. They were way off the pace this year. I mean, even I and, know. Um, and, in, and, in, and in needing to bring in three, four, five players and having to unload players to do that, it's it's a difficult task, you know what I mean? Because it, it looks like on the face of it there, there's probably maybe three or four players that would go and those three or four players might generate another what 50 million maybe so there's 100 million to spend so then you're looking at sort of like if you go four or five players 20 million a player what does 20 million get you these days unless you unhinge some gems or something like that but really at 20 million a player you're really you're you're not you're not um you're not operating within the top four are you really well when you're looking at your your i suppose your london rivals like chelsea now being linked to Lewandowski, that seems to be concrete up yeah. to a hundred million. Yeah. It's like Abramovich yeah. has finally said, right, bored. I don't want you as making me signings anymore. I'm gonna have one more year of how it was when he first came. Yeah, when we, we know Chelsea are gonna come back very strong this year. So that's and, what I mean. The they're, Arsenal they're need to look at that and say, Jesus, yeah. if, you know, well, unless we, unless <coughs> the Arsenal board are accepting the fact that maybe <coughs> for the next two, three, four years they're gonna be outside of the top four and that it's a project that? that's gonna take time and they're gonna have to accept it because you would think if they're coming out saying there's only fifty million to spend. It's um, kind of setting the setting the agenda well, for the fans. Uh, it's at, setting at the, the start. agenda that maybe for the next three or four years you're going to be standing on the Battle of Thursday night football. Yeah, or if even you know, <laughs> you know if, yeah, you got, or, or if, if you've got if you've got the likes of West Ham and all that are bringing in a very ambitious man. Don't yeah. forget Pellegrini is yeah. great attacking. Uh, yeah, and you would assume United are going to spend a truckload of cash as well. And City obviously well. will buy a couple. City City will cement themselves in there and be in around the league title again. Liverpool are obviously going to spend. Fakir looks like he's in fifty five million. Naby Keita's about to arrive. Yeah, no, so. no doubt we'll buy another defender and possibly another goalkeeper. And Are you sure you so won't just buy another defender until like January when you realise it's still not fixed? <laughs> no, I think, what Hopefully we'll, I think we'll have learned this time that if we can get it for 35 million, we won't pay 70. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's happened a few too many times now with Liverpool, well, hasn't it? happened with Virgil. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few times <laughs> that where they pay more than they probably should have yeah. or could have. Yeah. So, uh yeah, forget um, about finding the club. We learned we had a thirty-five million learning experience. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, yeah, <laughs> it's a big difference. But we got our man. Yeah, you got and your that's man. That's always the point, really. More so than the yeah, exactly. It's not your money. No, who gives a shit? Exactly. It is your money in terms of what you spend, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's that's like, really. yeah, the only spending is how many letters I get in the back of the jersey. That's exactly it. You know what I mean? And Virgil is short enough. Virgil's short enough. You wouldn't want to get the whole lot, the yeah. Van Dyke. Like Lewandowski now would be. Yeah, that'd be th- quite oh, a big jersey. Yeah, I'll just stick to uh, <laughs> Zola, just for uh, <laughs> just for uh, yeah. just for yeah. all time's sakes. Why is exactly? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I think 
yeah, that'd be that'd be a bit. Hasselbank was always a motherfucker to get, yeah, like you know. Yeah. Because don't forget, and that other guy Loftus Cheek. Now he's uh, Loftus he's Cheek. He'll be another one. That, that'll just have to become either Loftus or. He's Cheek. definitely going to get big merch yeah. now. The more he keeps, uh, yeah. keeps doing well. Yeah. Van Nistelrooy must have been no Venegor of Hesselink. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. they just had to yeah. put Venegor on the back, didn't they? Uh, yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sure, I remember Jimmy Floyd wanted just Jimmy on the back of his jersey, and the yeah. Premier League wouldn't allow it. What was that other guy that played for North Forest and, and Celtic? Oh, Van Hoydonk. Yeah. Van Hoydonk, yeah. 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 I think Venegor of Hesselink, though, is the yeah. longest. Yeah. Because that's the second name all in one, because yeah. the first name was just simply yeah. Jan. We should get the listeners actually to comment with the biggest name they can think the of. The biggest name you can possibly find. Comment yeah. on a uh, comment on this this show thread. That'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be so. funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Find the weirdest, most we're, wonderful. We're not, we're not accepting anything under eight to nine letters. Yeah, like there has, has to be. To be if yeah, you can get higher than Venegor of Hesselink, yeah. then you know. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, the first name is a bit uh, underwhelming, isn't it? Jan. Mm. Yeah. J A N. Yeah. Jan Venegor of Hesselink. Yeah. Fucking hell. Nobody should have just got Jan on the jersey. Yeah, marketer's dream though. So, yeah. but there we go. Enough of a fallen Celtic idol, <laughs> Jan Vinegar Hessling. Yeah. Hope you're doing well wherever you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose we're gonna we're gonna get into. Uh, I suppose I'll let you start off with the with the the review because we're gonna have a we're gonna have Dara. It seems like we're on a podcast every week with each yeah. other at the moment, just like you and me. So. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna let you now as the neutral, and don't be over neutral because you know the feedback that I did get during the week was that they didn't believe you <laughs> when you were being oh, sincere. They no, being sincere. <laughs> they didn't believe you were being sincere. I think they know you too well. I think I think they know you too well. I was actually being pretty sincere actually, and I think funny enough, I think in what I predicted in the game, it kind of turned out that way. You predicted it? one nil, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, you I did. didn't. No, I didn't. I, no? pred- I predicted penalties. Someone predicted I, a one nil. Yeah, no, I uh, might have been Damien. Yeah, because I predicted a two-one. Yeah, and I predict, Dara predicted yeah, two I predicted one. penalties, but I did predict that like it would be Chelsea attacking, mm. and maybe an early goal. Mm. You know, so and we attacked in the first half, yeah, yeah. and then it then yeah. sat back, and then we then we then we done something very very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think I think it was interesting. I think it was like you sort of won the final by playing the Mourinho card. We out Mourinho, yeah, Mourinho, Mourinho, Jose, and, and it was uh, interesting. Yeah. And I think the battle of the managers it actually went. Conte's way because he didn't get into any yeah. shit. It was yeah. more like he kept that for after yeah. the game towards the club rather than and the hug at the handshake and the hug and the handshake at the end didn't seem very sincere. Well, not when not when um, Mourinho came out and says oh, I'm a sportsman and all that, and then he start basically yeah. digging into how Chelsea played and that if he played that way, everyone would kill him. But the reason everyone kills him is because he's played that way for pretty much yeah. fifty games this year. I love when people say the better team lost. Yeah, I love that line. It's yeah because it's an amazing line, really, isn't it? Look, it's for losers, like you know what I mean. Yeah. That's that's the it. Better team lost. The better team lost. That. There's no such thing. No. That's like saying that the best team in the league didn't win over the course of the yeah. season. You know. Yeah. It's not the exact win. same, but winners win. Yeah, winners win. Yeah. There's actually a quote here for all you little Man United marks that want to get and that, and the little fake Jose Mourinho fans, the ones that. Always gave me shit when he was managing Chelsea and he was a scumbag and he was this. But you come out now with the false narrative of, oh no, we always had time for Mourinho now. I never said that. You're a fucking lawyer. When you look in the mirror, you know you're a fucking lawyer because I've got the proof in all the posts. We can go back and find that shit. What's your man's name? Mark Zuckerberg? 
He can fucking find that shit for us, no bothers. Oh, yeah. He knows everything. Oh, yeah. So, look, for all you guys, I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. Just fucking get over it and accept the fact that you've got Mourinho. You fucking do hate him because you're starting to throw your true colours now. You know what you have. I bet I actually still love him more than you do. <laughs> That's probably true. I bet I still love him more than, more than they do. So, I wouldn't say love him more. I'd say still... Have some love for him. Have some love for him, yeah. You yeah. see, because he's done nothing for you yet. Bar, uh, what was it? What did he win last year? Uh, uh, Europa Cup. Sorry. He won the Europa League. He won the Europa and League. And the Capital One Cup. And the Capital One or Cup. Or the yeah. Cup or whatever. That's the cup. Like that. they're, they're the cups that don't mean anything unless you're not know in them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always heard that one as well. Useless cup anyway. Always from United fans as well. So I'm going to keep on ribbing on you, United fans. And but uh, to be balanced here, winning a cup is still winning a cup. Exactly. No, but I agree. I don't See think... The way I bring a bit of balance. No, do you know what? And this is the thing. I'm going to actually say to these guys and girls that are United fans, like, oh, bleh, 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 bleh. Bleh, 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 bleh. it's shit if we're not in it. Oh, I didn't want to be in that anyway. It's only a waste of time. I want to keep our players fit. Mm. I think every cup you win means something. Bar the community shield, I think that's just a friendly game. Well, if you think in a know. given season, there's only, what, four trophies you can win? Yeah. Five trophies you can win? Well, yeah, four. If you're in Europe. Yeah, so I think you should, like, even if you now, win... Now that everyone counts the community shield. Well, they should, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's only special types of fans that do that. Well. I don't, to be yeah. fair. Um, mm. Not at all. But... Yeah, so we went on a bit of a segue there, so yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think on the face of it, on the final, I think it was sort of like, a lot of people were saying that it, it wasn't a great final and stuff like that. I thought it was kind of a very good tactical type of final, and I think if you're if you're a football... A bit of an Italian game almost, yeah, if I, I think, may. Yeah, but I think if you're a football purist as well, some people would turn around and say, oh, well, we were expecting a 4-3, or we were expecting this. And I was thinking, you've got an Italian manager in there who's tactical, who's dying to win something potentially on the way out. We don't yeah. know that for sure. Never won a cup before. Um, never won a cup before. Till now. Till yeah. now. And then you had Mourinho, who you know is going to be the killer of all tactics. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like... Chelsea did what they had to do. Um, bad mistake from Phil Jones. Um, Very bad. Arguably could have been a, a red. Arguably. Should have, but um, these rules change so yeah, often. Like it's a, but, but even said... Well, if they're sticking to the new rule, whatever. Yeah. But I, I mean, let's be honest. It's yeah. a fucking... But I think from there, then, I think it's sort of like... Once you guys got the goal, I think your, your, your tactics was really to mm. just sit and, sit and see. See what they had. And then it was to draw them out and let them test you. Um, don't forget we actually nearly that. went 2-0 up when uh, oh, yeah. Marcus Alonso was put through oh, yeah, and he took absolutely. it onto his right if he had yeah. pinged that first time on his left yeah. could have been 2-0 yeah. up so um, we counter-attacked the way United do yeah yeah absolutely and um, I, th- I think really to, to sum up the final it was really Chelsea did what they had to do pretty early and then um, played the Mourinho style and saw yeah. it out we did. Um, uh, I think I think United in the second half grew into the final. They did. And played played a little bit better in fairness to them. Oh, they did. Changed yeah. up their tactics a little. Bit I agree. And um, and became more attacking. But at no point in the attack, at any stage, did I think Chelsea were in trouble. No, they go on about that Pogba header, but look yeah. again. I don't. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was, it, w- it was a very good chance, and it, it was, was a, a good. I chance. think if you got Paul Pogba that chance nine times out of ten, he probably put it away or put but it on was, target. Yeah, least. but there was a lot of pressure, and um, we we still. I think I think we still forget how young Paul Pogba is. He's still real relatively uh, young, you know what I mean. And I think, and it is, and there was a lot of twenty five nearly, man. Yeah, but that's still. It's a lot of pressure on it. Um, it's a lot. There was a lot of pressure on United to deliver a trophy as well. 
it's it's been kind of <laughs> even though they've come from sixth to second, it's been a poor season for them. Yeah. In terms of if you're if you're if you're a fan sitting in the stadium watching them week in, week out. Um Well in terms of I, Champions I think, League, think, if you're not first, you're fourth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can but be I, anywhere. I think in, that in terms four. of in terms of like if you're a United fan sitting in the stands or watching them every week, um is there six games this season you enjoyed? No. Probably six, maybe. I, I mean, I, I, can't would, I would say this. I oh think no, I'm sure there was one. I just, uh, I'm sure there no, was. But one. I mean, but I mean, for for the for the United fans themselves, there was probably six games this season that they enjoyed. They had of. a pr- they had a decent game a game against us at Old Trafford. But I mean, they, again, they were lucky to win that. And that they was had a good game against Man City. Yeah, they had a very good game but, against but Man it, City. But isn't, actually, it, yeah. isn't it amazing when they sort of like drop the Mourinho tactics and attack on the front foot? That They're they so can pleasing do again on the eye, and yeah, they are dangerous. Yeah. I think Pogba, I've no, I've no sympathy for Pogba because someone who goes out and puts himself in the spotlight and talks the way he does and does that kind of stuff with his hair, they, they, you're bringing it on yourself. It's like back Yoko when he first came to Chelsea, he had his hair different colours. Yeah. Then someone must have said, listen, mate, you're shit. Yeah. Don't start yeah. colouring your hair. But it must be it must be difficult for him as we discussed last week. Well, he's, 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 he's a gem. He's a, he's a, what do you call it? He's a... Uh, He's a Ferrari type player. Do you know what I mean? He was allowed yeah. to do what he'd done yeah. in Juve because, as we mentioned last week, he had yeah. Pirlo and Vidal around him. Uh, is, yeah. Isn't it very hard to like? Isn't it very hard to go from that as well to suddenly being under Herrera and who else in midfield from Herrera? Him and Matic. Matic. Yeah. Well, if you put him in, say, look at the French midfield. Actually, yeah. if you put him in with uh, Kante and uh, I don't know who else they play, Matuidi, Matuidi. Probably. Yeah, Mat- so you put him in with yeah. those two players, you see yeah. Pogba performs for. Yeah. I mean, if you put Pogba in there into say, I wouldn't even say the Liverpool mm. midfield just as yet, mm. but I'd say maybe the Real midfield mm. and maybe the City yeah. midfield, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing when you know when I when I look at United attacking, they're so they seem kind of disjointed. You know the way, like when you see mm. real good attacking teams when they're when they're at the height of their pinnacle, they kind of attack in waves. Yeah. So it's like nearly as if the ten players are attacking, yeah. like a tidal wave that moves forward. Mm. And it seems with United that these spaces and gaps open up. It's like as if three players have gotten it into their mind to attack, and everyone else just hangs back. That's the same and with Chelsea this, this year, gap. though. Yeah, yeah, and it's so disjointed, yeah. and it breaks up the you play. Can move and, as a unit. And the problem is, if the attack breaks down. There's no second plan in there to counter-attack that and keep it going. Yeah. You know, like, not to talk about Liverpool at this stage, but, like, we, we attack in waves. Mm. You know, there's three guys swapping interchanging all it's the time. It's a unit, yeah. There's wing-backs, and we attack as a unit, and we defend as a unit. And I think that can be part of the problem where it gets disjointed. Yeah, I think and that so. And that was my overall view of the final. I mean, there wasn't really... There was, like, there was a... Uh, you know, you'd have a number of talking points out of it. Obviously, whether Jones should have got a red, you could argue, you know... A couple of other little pieces there was actually Young's handball a penalty. Most well, people seem to think it was a penalty. It was yeah. You know, then you know you look at Ashley Young being a professional. And, On that, and like, uh, I was going to say that man. I you know what? I, I don't want to come across as this kind of way, but you know me. I would love to meet him. Put it that way. Yeah. I think he's an absolute ass clown, and I think even a lot of United yeah. fans get fed yeah. up with him too. Because yeah. I mean, we all have that one player, and listen. <laughs> Chelsea have had plenty of them, plenty of them. Yeah. That uh, so I'm not I'm not being holier than thou here, but Ashley Young is that one player that is just an asshole, 
I mean, he yeah. put his little pigeon chest out as Villaquetta then for no reason. You know what I mean? Just yeah. for nothing. Just, yeah. just yeah. to be a douchebag. I mean, he's been a diver his whole career. Sum up the kind of frustration on the day and the frustrations yeah. of playing in the Man United. But the rest of them moment. played well. I mean, like you, yeah. you know, Phil Jones. In fairness, you know. I, I'm not a big Phil Jones fan. I don't really. Re- I don't know a lot of United fans that are big Phil Jones fans either. But look, he got up and he tried to compose himself as best as he could for the rest of the game. Do you know what I mean? But you know the interesting thing about that when you look at United's record over the season, they have a pretty good defensive record. Well, they would be with Jose, yeah. And I and I know you're talking like we 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 would say like David de Gea has been immense and David de Gea every season is immense, but. Matic, I think, had a big part you know, in that, Matic didn't he? Matic has a big part in it, in that holding, sitting type of role. But you also look at Phil Jones and Chris Small, and they, they get a lot of sort of flack and a lot of, you know, hate and stuff like that and all, but they ain't done too bad. Matic is another asshole that annoyed me during that game too. You'd see him take every chance he got trying to shoot just to score against his ex-team. His ex-team, by the way, who were nothing but kind to him and thanked him for his services yeah. and let him move to United, and he's, he's yeah. done nothing but... Uh, Bitch about us in the media. But you always want to get one up on your old club. No, but the fact... It's yeah, nice, but, it's yeah, but you'd wonder why... But there's a way of doing Yeah, you'd wonder why he yeah. done that. I mean, Abramovich actually sanctioned his move out of respect for what he'd done. Yeah, and he went there all season now and just throwing little sly jabs at Chelsea, which is, I think... Yeah, but we also we also discussed last week as well that if you're being managed by Jose Mourinho, you're going to become a certain type of human being. An asshole, yeah. Yeah, well, not necessarily that, but you're gonna just on camera. You're, yeah, you're just you're, you're, you're just, just, just kind of gonna have a kind of a say way, it, say it like you way. say it like you mean. Jose Mourinho's an arse. Do you ever wonder why he scratches himself? I I think this is the thing. I've noticed this since the Chelsea days, when he's talking to the reporters after the game. He never scratches himself with his index finger. It's always yeah. that, and he yeah. leaves it there. Watch it the next yeah. time. Yeah. I'm saying the middle finger trick, guys. He's done it for a long time. He used yeah. to do it to the Spanish and the Italians. I think it's his way of saying, "Fuck you." Yeah. So, uh, well, look, we're gonna. I, th- I think we're gonna get our first guest on, yeah, and see if we can get him in uh, and try see and see how he feels about see it. See how he feels about it, yeah. so I can uh, rub it in. Yeah. So I'm here with Dara once again. Dara, I mentioned at the top of the show, it seems like me and you were on fucking shows every week at this stage, and now me and Noel as well. So it's. Is that a, yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting for us to just break away. Doing like the dynamo kick out or something like that. Yeah, it is. Something's happen. gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna. <laughs> so, or someone with money is gonna come along and say, "Hey guys, let's merge this shit." Yeah. yeah. That uh, dynamo three o'clock Saturday kickoff podcast or something. <laughs> Lads, I'm just waiting for that invitation to be the next fucking host of the Late Late Show. To be honest with you, that's what I want. <laughs> um, no, listen. Ah no, just I, I, you, they need a face. They need a face. So Noel, yeah. I'm gonna let you. You're gonna do it in a rating on this one, I yeah, suppose, so or the, the presenting, should yeah. I say? Well, uh, well, I uh, suppose it's only fitting that we should sort of give the first view over to the losing side. Okay, I would yeah, imagine yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So let's get the views of Dara there. What you thought of the final? How it panned out? All that kind of thing. Um, Nothing like we predicted. Hmm. You can you can say what the hell you want. This isn't a kick out now. You don't have yeah. to redo the intro of the show because of me. <laughs> we want to hear your true feelings. Right. Um, you were bad. We were shit. That's how I summed up. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was similar to. Remember, I think 
2009 or 2007 FA Cup final, the last one that United and Chelsea played. The Drogba scored in extra time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, Dara, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'll just throw this in for a lot of United fans. You know the ones that can't see it for what it was, and and just still say, "Oh, the best team lost." You know, it's Jose Mourinho quoted after that final in two thousand and seven because people forget I worshipped Jose for about five years. He said, "Finals are for winning, not for playing." That was in response to Alex Ferguson calling Chelsea's tactics negative. So it's it's funny how Jose is uh, forgotten that. Every manager in every league has select memory. Especially Jose, memory. though. Especially. He coined the phrase park the bus, don't forget. <laughs> at, at West Ham. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, the game was, was pretty bad. It yes. Was, it looked like two teams that just couldn't wait to get the season over with and they were just hoping to not lose the game. I think that's what it was. And maybe hoping to nick one, which, which Chelsea did, thankfully, because you had 12 players on the pitch with uh, Phil Jones playing for you as well. But, <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's, it's, can you imagine that? Phil Jones is in the England World Cup squad. Or Chris Marling, who I'm not a big fan of either, but played kind of well. He's not in it. He's uh, better for me, actually. Really? I, I think with Jones, you're going to get at least one mistake out from her game. No, I think Smalling's better for me, I'm saying. Oh, Smalling? I yeah, think Smalling's better. Them, yeah. Yeah, out of the two of them, I think he's better for sure. Yeah. Um, I know there's not yeah, much to choose yeah, from, but... Going back to the game, it kind of shows as well when United don't have Lukaku, United don't have the big man up front, they struggle. Yeah. Um, Rashford had no presence up front he was wandering around the pitch nothing was coming off from him at all um, the one big problem I drew out the game was the set pieces uh, mm. whether it was Sanchez or whether it was Rashford taking corners they never beat the first man mm. never um, but they still persisted mm. so and I don't know why um, but look congratulations to Chelsea like you said the, the other day um, issue will only remember the winners yeah. Chelsea are the winners yeah. so that's, that's the way we go down in history. No, that's a nice, that's a nice, uh, nice, uh, humble, a uh, nice sportsman way of the, saying it. So I can't really give you shit after uh, that. The, <laughs> the interesting thing about the final that I noticed as well is that, like, it really did show that a lot of players had their eye on the World Cup. I was actually gonna. That was a point and I was gonna make. It, yeah, we mentioned yeah. it last week as well as yeah. a point, and it was strange as well because I can't remember anyone who put in a crunching tackle. Well, Phil um, Jones did. No, but you know what I mean. I mean, an actual, you know what I mean, in play. No one put in a tackle to say, well, they're, they're on their game today. Mm, yeah. No, there wasn't too many tackles. No. There wasn't like, no. you know, no one seemed to really, there wasn't, you had a pitch that was kind of void of leaders. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, the only leadership you really seen in the final was Aswell Aquata mm. when he went up against Ashley Young that time and they sort of went a bit head to head. But there was no real leaders on the pitch at a time where, you have a pitch that's got a loaded kind of a talent. Mm. You know, you would expect Hazard to stamp his authority on the game. Well, he did. You know, but <laughs> you but you know what I mean, like in in a leadership type of yeah. role. You know, for United, you would have expect Matic to be more into it. You know, mm. you would have expected sort of Jones to be like rallying the troops and getting them up and stuff like that and all. Mm. And 
you know, you just you just didn't see. You seemed there didn't seem to be that much there. I think actually for the first fifteen minutes of it, it kind of looked okay, like it was going to kind of be an attacking and an open time to game. Mm. And then after fifteen minutes, and then kind of when the mistake was made for the penalty and stuff like that, kind of all that sort of like it all fizzled out. It was like as if the United players turned around and looked over at Jose and went, "Oh no." You know what I mean? And then the Chelsea players kind of turned around and said, well, we have what we want. Mm. And that was it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought... Uh, I thought they were about like, just going back to like, the leaders. I, I fully agree with that. There was no... Um, there was no real sort of leaders on the pitch, especially for United, anyway. And the one, the one thing as well, like, like Matic actually topped out quite well throughout the game. I think he was yeah. one of the but then he's kind of he's kind of one of those guys who's kind of quiet who plays well and it gets unnoticed and he gets on with it so he's not going to be yeah, that guy exactly. to rally the troops you know what I mean yeah. whereas if you look at like he's a dickhead you know what I mean like the, like the gas thing to think that the, the guy who controlled the midfield was the smallest guy on the pitch N'Golo Kante yeah well uh, yeah but N'Golo Kante controls every fucking game but you know what I mean he was like he was the he was the smallest guy on the pitch and you know yet he was the one who was sort of stamping his authority on the game yeah but that's the kind of players like I mean the the height thing and the the size thing doesn't matter I mean some of the best players of all time have been you know case in point Roy Keane Antonio Kante Himself, uh, Louis Figo's, your fucking Iniesta's, yeah, your Javi's, yeah, yeah, but if you look at Roy Kane, if you look at Roy Kane, if he had been on the pitch there the other day, like he would have got up in people's faces. He would. Ah, yeah, but you're feathers. talking about different he eras, though. You know what I mean? You're talking about you're talking about different yeah, things. But I you're mean, playing in a cup final. This well, is well, I mean, that's you know the thing. I mean? And you've got two teams. You've got two teams that had. This is all they really had to play for. Yeah, but you'll see this on on Saturday now as well. There's players in the in the Champions League that won't want to be injured for the World Cup too. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a World Cup. This is the problem with the World Cup year. You do always have the players that don't that will have one eye on it. You know what I mean? And that's Except the what Champions League is such a massive. Yeah, but look at uh, how many how many players in in their career win a Champions League medal. Well, Oxlade Chamberlain now mm-hmm. won't get to play in the Champions League final or a World Cup because of a stupid fucking crunching tackle. So players will always have one eye on that. Hopefully he will get a winner's medal. You get a winner's medal, but you'd rather be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is so that's that's why you're always kind of. I, I think Dara was right in that sense that people uh, they do have an eye on it. They still want to play well, but you don't want to injure yeah. yourself or even a fellow professional. To be fair, yeah. uh, I think they look after number one before they actually go. Yeah. Think of anyone else, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's an int- it is definitely an interesting mentality to have. But like, what's what's to say like if a player holds out for the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be that mentality. I agree. You yeah. shouldn't have that mentality. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. But I mean, I suppose with the game now, there's such a massive commercial value to it and stuff like that as well. Like if you're, if you're reading Hazard saying you're going to play for Belgium in the World Cup, I'm sure you're loaded to the gills with commercial deals and stuff like that. Well, Hazard is the face of Belgium, so therefore, if Belgium don't have Hazard there, Nike or whoever sponsors. Belgium yeah. is going to have a real yeah. issue, do you know? Yeah, and that's not to say the other day that he didn't show up. He oh, he definitely showed show up. up. I mean, Hazard done, had moments. Of, I mean, again, we talk about uh, we talk about chances for United. Chelsea had at least two other chances there to put the game away. I mean, can, we can yeah. you can say what you want, whether you thought the Ashley Cole handball was or wasn't, but it was quite obviously. <laughs> I think if the shoe was on the opposite foot, you'd be calling for it as well. So, 
Um, Ashley, Young. Ashley Young, sorry, yeah. sorry, my apologies. No, no, my Ashley no. would never, my Ashley would never handle him. <laughs> um, but then, then no, he's uh, terrible thing outside of his marriage. Definitely. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Here, listen, listen. Well, Cheryl Cole was a bit of an idiot. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep it. We're, we're going off the point here. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's such a though, the, he's such a chauvinist. That Dynamo, Dynamo, <laughs> such a chauvinist. <laughs> he can't speak ill about women. <laughs> um, one player that actually, what I think, had his mind on Belgium and didn't want to play in the game was Lukaku. Possibly, yeah, I'd agree with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Good point. Come out after the game saying that Lukaku made a decision that he didn't want to play. And he yeah. made sure he threw him under that bus to let people yeah. know as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and too right. Too right by Jose as well. And, and funny enough, the two substitutions, neither of them looked too happy coming on in a final at Wembley. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is kind of strange. Um, when you yeah. think when you think that that ground is the, the the pinnacle of your career, kind of you know that kind of. I way mean, way? I thought if I was to look at it from a Chelsea point of view, um, I thought it was just a very sound uh, defensive display as well in the second half. I thought organisationally, they were good. I mean, there was that other chance as well where nine out of ten times Marco Alonso would have buried it. It was two and three, and he took it onto his right foot. If he'd have hit that first time with his left, it was two nil. Do you know what I mean? So. You know, it was it was definitely Chelsea were the better team overall in terms of creating the clear cut kind of chances. Yeah. But I, I do see your point in terms of it being a very very defensive game. Yeah. I thought what helped us a lot actually uh, an un an unnoticed kind of hero for Chelsea was a uh, believe it or not Bakayoko and Fabregas actually done a very good job defensively. That didn't really get pointed out. Whereas I watched it because I watched Bakayoko been shit so much this season. And there's two games now where he showed up in closer closer to the summer in the Liverpool game mm. where I thought he was an absolute phenom. Yeah. And then he really done his, he went about his job very, very quietly but very well against United. And I thought Fabregas surprisingly done a fairly defensive, good defensive job too. Yeah. So, I mean, he's essentially playing with 10 men by uh, Jose got his tactics wrong. I've talked to a couple of United fans about this. I taught it personally when I was watching it. Herrera was just he may as well not been in the game because he had a man marking Hazard in the first half After, in the first yeah, kind of Hazard, 20 minutes you know Hazard was smart enough to know that and he was smart enough to push himself forward yeah. so that uh, Herrera was going to be playing pretty much as a third centre back yeah. in the whole game yeah I agree um, the, the, and he couldn't get himself into the game at all and I think that's poor on Jose for not um, seeing that during the game and just like he finally decided I think it was about an hour 65 minutes in where he just said right here we leave him because we need to get a goal yeah. should have done it much sooner than that yeah I agree yeah. I agree yeah. the, the interesting thing as well is when, when the tactics are sort of deployed and it's kind of like you do decide to attack you do play good football and yeah. you do attack well yeah. and it's just it, it's, it's just a pity that like you don't get 90 minutes of that or 70 minutes of that, you get 20 minutes of it. Mm. You know what I mean? If you, if you came out with that same attacking attitude from minute one, you'd probably be a bit more successful this in the is always, games. But listen, if I do, May, like again, you're talking to someone that's seen five years of football with Jose. Yeah. Um, Jose knows this, but the thing about it is, Jose is happy enough to take a 1-0, almost despite what everyone else thinks. You know what I mean? He doesn't really care. Mm. He's there. The way he looks at it is the points total at the end of the season or the result at the end of a final 
all he cares about is getting that W. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and, and he'll but take the, a draw if the, he can. But the thing is with those tactics is when you when you come up against good teams that know how to dig in and defend, then mm. you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna get away with that. Yeah, no, you know I what agree. I mean. Like I you're, you're not gonna get away with that against like you know if you have the likes of say a Burnley or a whoever it is who turn around and you know you get a goal and then they get a goal back mm. and they dig in. And when he went back to Chelsea, he um, and I saw this with last season, especially with United as well. Up to about November, December time, yeah. he kind of lets like August to September, November, he lets them do their thing for a bit. Yeah, he get that attack of football. Yeah. If you saw this earlier on the season, it's a lot of four near the United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, like you're saying, after after December, and especially it was the same with Chelsea. That's a yeah. shut up shop. Win, 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 win. One nil. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, because he done that with um, the f- the first season he came back with Chelsea. That was the kind of transitional period where he still had the likes of Torres, and he brought in Etu, uh, brought in Drogba back for the for the one season again. Still had lamps and and all that there, and then in the second season when he knew that he'd win the league again, he made those three key signings. I think he bought in um, he bought in Fabregas, he got rid of uh, David Luiz, um, he brought in Costa. And uh, your man Andreas Schurle, and that was kind of his. Uh, that was his team. And I remember like that goal against Burnley, that little tick attack goal, like where Fabregas got the ball in and Schurle scored, and Drogba was scoring goals for fun. You know, all the way up. I mean, people forget that with Drogba too. Drogba also went missing f- after December for about three or four months, and then scored loads of goals at the end of the season. That's why I think Morata got a bit of a raw deal this year. I mean, Morata finished the season on sixteen goals. Like I said last week, for a first a first season, that's that's not bad. Like especially first with half the a season, first, especially with a bad back with a back injury. Do you know what I mean? Very, very similar to the Pogba stats and the Lukaku stats as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I agree. It's like he gets his uh, strikers to do a different job mm. during halfway through the season. Yeah, and um, Conte is very similar as well. You know what I mean? It's strange to change it that way, though, isn't it? When you have the momentum, when the momentum's gone and you're scoring for fun, and like United looked really good at the start of the season and stuff like that, they were scoring. They for were. Fun. They, were they looked. I around. thought they were gonna. I honestly yeah. did think they were gonna be. Yeah. The, 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 the team to beat and like City were kind of doing their thing but they were doing it in a more subtle way it was mm. like ones and two and three nils I mean mm. <laughs> not that that's a problem with yeah, that but you, United you were I've never thought for a second that uh, in, at the end of May that fucking City would have won the title with 19 points never no. never no. never never no. where I knew Chelsea were out of the fucking season as soon as Gary Cahill was given the captaincy and he was sent off in his first fucking game of the season 20 minutes in I was like, great, now home to Burnley. So, so I, I, well, I'll finish up then, I suppose, on Chelsea. Uh, obviously happy to win it. Um, I'm also probably, probably uh, it's time that we say goodbye to some of the players that were there. Um, I mean, it's obviously time to say goodbye to the manager if he does go, which it looks like he will be in the next 48 hours. Um, I'm glad he's able to leave in a nice way because I really love Conte but I think the damage is already done with himself and a lot of the players case in point William I think if you have if you have a falling out with William and David Luiz there's something wrong with you because they seem like just fun loving lads you know what I mean did you, did you see that on Saturday he was spotted leaving Wembley by himself yeah, yeah. while the players were still celebrating yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I think I think he's wanted that payoff for a long time from Chelsea. Um, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know that. But I think William apparently has told people today that he wants to stay at Chelsea. But if Conte is still there, then he wants to go. Do you know? Um, so I mean, it's it, to me, it looks like it's up in the air between your man Mauricio Sarri and Luis Enrique that will be coming in. I think it's going to be between those two. And then you're hearing all this Lewandowski talk. I mean, I know from sources within the club that um, uh, Abramovich has taken upon himself this year. He's kind of fed up with the last kind of few seasons of you know, you know, spending two hundred million, but on little bits and bobs of players like Danny Drinkwaters and Ross Barkley's and stuff. Mm. Still think Ross Barkley's young enough to, to, to make a career for himself for sure. But um, but uh, yeah, got Kante. But I think I do think this year you're gonna see. Uh, I think you're gonna see Abramovich probably take control of that and and put in a big money. I mean, apparently myself and Noya were looking there. According to all the sources across Europe and that agent Pinny Zahavi, he's close friends with uh, with Abramovich. That the hundred million deal for Lewandowski is pretty legitimate. Um, and apparently there's a couple of couple of big deals that are in the in the in the which which smells of me like a Luis Enrique kind of thing, doesn't it? You know, to, like if you're gonna bring in Pep's successor, then you want to back him the way Pep's been backed, I suppose. Well, if you're gonna bring in if you're gonna bring in high profile players, you have to bring in a high profile manager. Exactly, and I mean United are gonna spend yeah. big. We know this. Yeah. United are gonna spend. For, I actually have a feeling that United are gonna spend more than City because I don't think City need to buy. Five and six. The city only need to buy maybe one or two max, just for key areas. So could be. I think so maybe maybe what uh, uh, central defender. Yeah, but then again, they bought they bought your man the Laporte, um, who wasn't. Yeah, got, in January actually. Yeah. So I mean, that looks like that position has been covered. Mendy as well. They Mendy, Mendy they brought. Most of the season. Um, so it could be another midfielder or two, or maybe another striker, possibly to to, to throw in there with with Aguero and Jesus. Mm. Well then, Ian and uh, Niall, you can get involved in this too because of your your Liverpool fan too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to end it, three in, three out from your respective clubs over the summer. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'll start then. Yeah. I think um, I think Cahill will go. I think that's probably okay. Cahill's bow out. Um, whether we get another defender in, I don't know because I think if he goes, the next manager is going to go to a back four. I'd imagine. Um, and I know he wants to play that youth, so I mean, you could see where I don't think David Luiz will go if a new manager comes in. I think he's too valuable around the club if if he's a happy bunny. So I think Christensen and uh, Rudiger are the future of that back line. Um, Rudiger was immense. So I think if you had David Luiz there as the third choice, and then maybe bring that young boy uh, Ampadu up, um, or even Zuma. Zuma had a great season with, with Stoke too. Um, so I don't th- I don't see anything in the centre back route. Um, possibly, you know, Aspi will go back to right back. Could possibly buy another right back or bring one of the kids up again. I think where you're going to. Zappacosta, don't you? You which? Zappacosta, yeah. I mean, he only had one year. He wasn't great, to be fair. Um, even in midfield, I mean, I think Loftus Cheek comes back. I think that's going to be like a new signing. Um, and then I think where our deals are going to be done. Is Pedro will go? I think. Um, yeah, I think exactly. I think Pedro will go, and I think you'll see. I think you'll see a central midfielder, someone in that little pivot, like a, your man, like a Seri or uh, or Jorginho, and I think you'll see a um, 
a big time striker that could be a Lewandowski and I think you'll see a right winger so for me central midfield right wing and up front three 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 players yeah what about you um, I think for Liverpool I think obviously we all know Emre Chan's going to go yeah. by the looks of things um, I, I think Mignolet will go so I think we'll have to bring in another either number one or number two high profile mm. Hopefully someone like an Allison or an Oblak or something like that. Butland looks like he's the fair no. favourite choice at the no. moment, yeah. Um, and then Yeah, he's going to and PSG. Then, and then I think probably we need to yeah, apparently he's going to PSG, yeah. yeah. Buffon, yeah. And then I think uh, and then I think probably we need to find another central defender um to the partner up with Virgil. Yeah. Um and then that's that's what I think. Whether they would replace then a Lovren, a Lovren or a Ragnar Klavan or whatever it is, I suppose. I think we need to just bring up the pedigree of the defense. So what's your, so you're saying defender, yeah. midfielder, saying central defender, goalkeeper. And well, midfielders kind of cover because I think the deal for Fakers, Fakers. Well, you've already got two. If you've got, got so you've in. two coming in. So there's almost four yeah. coming in for Liverpool: a goalkeeper, yeah. a central defender, and two midfielders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about you? If, if you still assume Kate, like I mean, okay. that deal was done. Kate is done. Yeah. So that's yeah. a new player. So what about United? In terms of United, uh, I think central defender is definitely one that's going to be needed. Some of the partner by I think from next season. The rumours are it's going to be all the fair rounds. Uh, I wouldn't be too disappointed by that. I've heard Baran's name being thrown about as well. Baran's name is always linked with United yeah. every year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. It's, always linked. Um, it's kind of there's four areas that United need to look at. Central defence, the two uh, fullbacks, and a midfielder. So. Mm. I think that's it. Um, Alexandro from Juve has been uh, linked with United a lot. Hmm. Uh, I think he'd be a good signing. He's not in the World Cup squad this year. He was linked with United. us last year as well, though. Juve are yeah. fucking hard to deal with. Like. <laughs> They're hard to negotiate. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Um, but United have the right money. Back, yeah. yeah, right back, I'm not too sure. They were linked with, um, what's his name, uh, Cedric Suarez from Southampton. And the Napoli it's guy as well? Season. The Napoli dude? Um, um, who who says or something or who, I, I don't know what his name is. It's a it's like H S E J or something. Yeah, yeah I know the one you're talking. Yeah, like someone like him. As well. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Back, yeah. yeah. And then in terms of midfield, um, what midfielders needed? There's rumours about Fred from Shakhtar going on at the moment. You've been linked with that guy Seri as well, haven't you? Seri, yeah. Mm. Um, also, who's the other guy? Um, it was only the other day from Benfica. Oh, like or something yes, like yes, 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 yes. Uh, mm. um, in terms of outgoings, um, looks like I'm hoping maybe you can get rid of some of the central defenders because they're just not good enough. So a Smalling or a Jones, I think, um, might have to be shown the door. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Martial is going to go. Uh, United are willing to listen to offers for him. Where's he going, do you think? They don't want to sell him to another Premier League club. That's mm. the only thing. So they want him to go abroad. Well, they all well yeah, they owe us a favour anyway. They owe us actually <laughs> two fucking favours: Juan Mata and uh, <laughs> Matic. Yeah. Um, and then probably what Fellaini is, is looks like he could be on the way out as well. Mm. So mm. Uh, AC Milan looking pole position to pick him up. So I wouldn't be too soon. Wouldn't be too sad to see him go. No. Good. Yeah, smart, smart all around, lads. Actually, I think smart. Uh, 
football brains all around, not just thinking of the big player. I know I mentioned Lewandowski, but I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. But uh, I mean, uh, but look, you just never know. Money talks, doesn't it? It's, it's just that, that time of the year where everybody and their dog is linked with yeah. the club. Maradona's coming out of retirement to help Man City nah, and El Aguero. He'd still be better be than everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, Ronaldo was coming to Chelsea, wasn't he? To spite Man United. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. No, but look, I mean, I, I enjoyed this chat actually about that because it was a. Yeah. Uh, it's not much banter needed. In fairness, I can be, I can be a pretty uh, good, I can be a pretty good winner and a, and a bad loser. So, <laughs> Dara, Dara, before before you go, Dara, prediction for Saturday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Predictions never go. I uh, always go the opposite way, so I'm going to say Liverpool will win because I actually want oh. Real to win. Ah, oh, you want oh, to go on then? No, it's just I. Uh, no, well, I think yeah, Real two one. I think uh, they'll win their tour Champions League in a row. It's great that Liverpool got to the final, but I think Real are looking to win it. Where I think Liverpool are happy to be in the final. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, uh, that that bothers him, but well, I like it. I like it. I fucking love it. He knew it was gonna bother as him. As a as a host, I love it. This is nice. The needle is in. A United fan giving his prediction to a Liverpool fan. No bitterness, no whatsoever. It's the, <laughs> it's the Ronaldo link. It's it's. Um, Probably, just because it's the United League anyway. Yeah. I, can't, I can never predict Liverpool to win a game. Never. Mm. I'd love to see Zidane do it. Although Klopp's quote today was interesting, saying we're not showing up just to swap jerseys. Uh, well, they're there to get a, a nice breakaway anyway in Kiev too. That's it. I'd love to go to Kiev for the crack and just see all the, yeah, exactly. the shells flying around and shit. Like, it'd be good crack. Yeah. <laughs> well listen Dara my Thanks man again. on that one no doubt we will have something to talk about next week um, more than likely maybe maybe a bit of wrestling involved with a bit of um, uh, I suppose pre-World Cup and maybe some uh, some after after final chat as well <laughs> ah yeah well, look, at least talk about something that I know, something I, I know about that I'm not bullshitting my way through. <laughs> well, it's always worth... I do worth it on a weekly basis. I do on a weekly basis on my show, so it's, it's fine. So do I, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, on that, my friend, take a ham and cheesy, and uh, I'll, I'll see you soon. Cheers, thanks. See you soon, Cheers, bro.
Jay and the Peacemakers. You'll never walk alone. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm sitting here with a very emotional <laughs> Noel Hogan as a co-host who I think is speechless. He's a glisten in his eye and I'm pretty sure it's not contacts. I'm done. He's done. Song, He's done. He's done. He's <laughs> done. That's it. Now you felt like I did when I heard... Uh, a song fitting for the greatest fans in the world. It's funny because I had that emotion. I was sitting with my uh, sitting with my family. I was sitting with my girlfriend, the lovely Rachel, and uh, her uh, her uh, my my parents in law, should I say? And uh, yeah, they saw me getting emotional when that uh, when that madness song came on at the end with Chelsea. Even though it's a jump around song, yeah. it is the song that's played at the end of 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 all the games. So I know I know what kind of emotion that oh, team. How important is a team song? Very, isn't it? I think, I think it sets the tone, and I think it describes the club and the fans and the togetherness and yeah, everything you know. And I think I think it's um, it's a very special song. For a very special club and for a very special fan base. Yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, you know you are all bin dippers. I'm not gonna disagree with you. Uh, I'm not gonna disagree with you there because that's even a song Celtic play as well. You know, yeah. obviously with the toys there are are very strong as well. Um, so I mean, well, they were till Gerrard's. Well, they were till Gerrard's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they fucking got rid of El Hadj Juf because of spitting at a Celtic fan, and then they send their fucking captain to manage them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, bye bye lo- toys. Uh, but <laughs> uh, no, I mean, with this is this is the time of the show now where we talk about yeah. we talk about the meat and potatoes of this show um, today, which is Liverpool and Real Madrid. Um, final. Exactly. So I mean, I think this week it will be only fitting if that I go through the, I go through all the the, the stats and your Mister Opta Index this week. Yeah, I'm I'm in the Opta Kelly to the this week, um, the Dine Opta. So there you go. So Liverpool and Madrid. So well, I'll start with the record anyway. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, because a lot of people wouldn't be familiar with the. That Real Madrid and, and Liverpool have a smallish history. It's not a big history, to be fair. It's not. Um, it wouldn't be anything like, say, a Chelsea and a Barcelona or mm. an AC Milan and a Liverpool. Mm. Um, Milan and Liverpool have quite a lot of history there. So I'd say that'd be the big one in Europe for you, is out of all the out of all the top clubs. And mm. um, so the record is actually in Liverpool's favour here. I'm going to start you off positively here, Noel. Mm. It's a uh, three to two. Yep. They've played five times, yep. zero draws. Uh, Liverpool have won three times. Real Madrid have won twice. Um, that probably doesn't mean anything, but I mean it. Do, it's 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 an important stat. Um, if for if if there is any psychological edge, it'll show you the the powerhouse that Liverpool were in the past. Anyway, yeah. Um, go to some, I suppose, slight team news. If anything, but I'm on, well, would be big team news actually. Um, so we know missing for Liverpool. Is uh, Deox is out as we know. Unfortunately, he's yeah. he's he's uh, he had a bad injury. Big loss. Big loss, um, yeah. especially when he was coming into some nice form. Yeah. Um, Matip again. I think uh, Matip has went under the radar this year. In fact, I think before Van Dijk was was there, he was doing what he could to to kind of knit together some Thank sort God, of defensive line. Defense. So yeah, yeah. so it'll be interesting yeah. to see Matip and uh, Van Dijk actually. Um, play together, in, in a, and have a full preseason together. Um, mm. 
I think uh, I think that would be something because I mean Matip's a good six four or five as well. Yeah, he's a big boy as well. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a big, big boy, boy too. Well. So you got two big fucking yeah. hunks at the back there. Um, and yeah, then they had a, they had a couple of games together really when um, but um, right. didn't play as well as they could have to be honest. But it was yeah. probably new though. I mean, yeah, it was very January. New. It was like very new and very fresh then. True. It's January. Um, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. hard to kind of knit together with only a couple of games. Yeah. Like, well, certainly Matip was a leader there for a lot of the season until Van Dijk came in. Yeah, so it was um, interesting combination. Be interesting to see next season. Yeah, I'd like to see them have a good, good, good preseason yeah. together. Um, yeah, back training. Um, could be the final final bow out for one Emre Chan, who was yeah. obviously uh, mm. you know obviously he's been a bit of a cult cult yeah. hero for you guys yeah. hasn't he absolutely um, yeah and kind of like listening listening to Klopp this week anyway seeing him back in training and stuff like that he's um, very happy with how he's progressing I heard um, that and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he started no but I've listened to him on uh, Talk Sport today yeah. and um, to be honest with you by the sounds of it he was uh he was kind of leaning towards that. He said, I don't want to yeah. talk about what's going to happen in the future. I want to talk about who I'm going to play. Which yeah. is smart management, actually, in a lot of ways. It's like yeah. saying, I don't care if you're leaving at the end of the season. I'm going to play you because of what you've done to get us here and what you've done to... Well, in know. fairness, the talk with Emre Chan all season has been that he's probably not going to re-sign and that the, the whole Juve situation has been around now practically all season. But, like, I mean... Any time he's played for us, he's been consummate professional. He's never really let us down. He's always played pretty well. Hmm. Um, so, like, there, I don't think there's any issue. Emre Chan on Saturday is a Liverpool player, and I'm sure he'll have a burning desire to win a Champions League medal. Well, yeah, and I mean, you have to respect it, because uh, by all accounts, I've heard murmurings that uh, Emre Chan was a lifelong Juventus fan, hmm. and that tells me that even though he knows Liverpool are going in the right direction, yeah. guaranteed Champions League football next year, that it's hmm. nothing to do with money or... Or anything, no. it's just probably no. wanting to play for, no. wanting to play for Juventus and 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 fulfil maybe a dream that he's always had. So I think if Liverpool can, uh, can kind of I suppose, what's the word, help that move, yeah. go ahead, but also not hold it against them and and yeah. let him let him play and help the club that has employed him for the yeah. past what five six years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Then yeah, I yeah. think he has served as well. He's 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 um seen out his contract, um. But uh, in a season where he's seen out his contract, he hasn't deserted us. He hasn't let us down. No. He's always played at a high level any time he's come on and stuff like that, any time he's played. So no complaints there at all. And, and probably at a time where I think Saturday we're going to need a very strong midfield. Yeah, and Chan is that we're, we're kind of up player, against yeah. When you're up against a midfield of Tony Cruz and Modric and you know players like that, you know, there's no room for sentiment. No. You know, you know what I mean, and, and Isco yeah. being the other. Isco could be in there as well, and who's the other guy in midfield for well, the Isco, Isco, Casemiro. Casa, well, there you go. So, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, we yeah. have them, and up against that, then we have Genie Wijnaldum, Jordan Henderson, James Milner potentially. Well, I was going to say that Milner's back in training as well, so yeah. he's he's. Uh, I mean, yeah. if he's if he's even seventy percent fit, I'm sure he'll, he's he'll play a part. He's been key for us also. Another player that's went under the under the radar. He yeah. does the he does the he does the and always does. He does the working man's job, the, the, the thankless job. That's it. Um, and then Real, absolutely at full strength. Uh, Ronaldo's back in training as well. I'm sure he was given a little respite um, to uh, get himself. As close to, if not a hundred percent. So I mean, that's that's something. Then the key, something, uh, something we've we've pointed out here. The key battles mm. for you here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out your key battles, and then I'll yeah. go through mine. You've gone with uh, Robertson and Marcello. 
Um, Salah and Ramos. Mm. Um, Trent, Alex Arnold, Alex Arnold, Trent, mm. Trent Alex Arnold. <laughs> um, versus Ronaldo, which uh, is a big one. Um, yeah. Lovren and Benzema, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> Virgil, uh, yeah. Van Dijk, and Asensio, which is who I, I rate Asensio is yeah. he's the next up and coming um, yeah. guy um, mm. in world football. Virgil van Dijk, obviously, and Asensio is what we just yeah. said. Uh, Cruz and Henderson. Yeah. Um, that's Henderson is going to really, really have his hands full there. Um, Tony Cruz yeah. is one of the midfielders. Um, yeah. Modric and Chan. Oh, big time. And yeah. then Emre, Emre yeah. Chan and Modric. Tough yeah. battle for uh, for Chan again in terms of Modric doesn't really yeah. come forward. Modric is the is the kind of yeah. he's the he's the uh, the Fabregas slash Pirlo. Yeah, and then he's kind of that Kante, isn't he? Yeah, like, you just like, uh, you just yeah. you, you think you have him, but you don't. You look David Silva almost sometimes. Away at your ankle yeah, things happen. I'll tell you what, I really like to see in midfield. I'd like to see Cruz versus Cam or Chan. Well, that's that's you that'd know, be an interesting one as well. Yeah, that would be two two big tall German boys yeah. going at it like and yeah. fucking yeah. yeah, and then Casemiro possibly and Milner. Yeah. Um, they both do a very similar job. Casemiro yeah. is kind of the uh, the Makalele slash yeah. bit more of a bit a bit more of a runner though as well, yeah. kind of like an Essien yeah. almost. Yeah. Um. So they they they'll be key battles. I can imagine now. If I was to pick out my pivotal. Battles there. Definitely the one that comes to mind. Well, the two that come to mind, should I say, will be Salah and Ramos, and then on the flip side, Ronaldo and Trent. They're they're mm. going to be the two because they are the two uh, Rolls Royce players that were yeah. that are going to either decide yeah. the game or not. Yeah. So um, yeah. whichever one of them decides to not turn up, or if they both turn yeah. up, it's going to be. I think the Salah the Salah Ramos one is an interesting one. And so far as we we tend to start games, and if our front three aren't getting much joy, we tend to, you know, move things around. We tend to switch players around. We try to, you know, players coming forward, going back, switch around yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I think it'll be interesting to see the role that. Uh, Firmino plays as well in the final because he tends to be that sort of the drifter, catch from midfield drifter, link and play to the forwards. And well, he's like almost that. he's a, he's he's. See, it's funny at the start of the season, isn't it? Like you mm. know, oh, we've got no fucking forward. Yeah, and it, he's not really a striker. He's a he's a false nine. He's well, we don't like, we don't play with a striker. That's what I'm saying. He's we, that we actually, false number we nine. Actually play with a back four and f- and. Uh, uh, six midfielders, but that's what I mean. I think that's why I'm saying I think he's like a false yeah. nine, almost that role yeah. that Messi perfected. Yeah, in that he, yeah. you know, he's a good header of the ball. He's good with yeah. his feet. He's also able to play well. Yeah, he's able also to. Li- he's well. able to link in. He's not even the strongest player in the no. world, but he's just. He's, he's, his but technique does, but does possess strength on but the ball. But that's what I mean. Balance is what yeah. it is. Like yeah, he's got the technique to hold yeah. up the ball. Do you know what I mean? The same same way Salah. Like yeah, I think he'll be crucial in unhinging things. Um, and I think he'll nearly play like a fourth midfielder. I'd be interested to see how many assists he's got this year, as well as goals. Actually, yeah, I'd actually be like the. That's something I might look up as we're talking here because I think um, Firmino. Um, it, it's a it's it's a high number for a guy who kind of operates within the shadow of Salah. Mane yeah. is kind of similar as well. Both yeah. boys kind of operate in the shadow of Salah because he's been so successful this year. But his success has been driven by the two boys and their support. Well, he's kind of um, he, he's kind of went went with um, 
I don't know, like if you think about it right. So actually there we go. I have I have um Firmino stats for this year. Um I do believe it is this year. I just want to double check and make sure. Um it is indeed so in total this year, um in fifty seven games, he has scored twenty eight goals. So if you multiply twenty eight by twenty eight, that is that equals pretty much a goal every other game. Um if not better. So that's that's pretty phenomenal. And fourteen assists, yeah. both seven in the Champions League and seven in the league. So he's got fifteen in the Premier League and ten in the Champions League. Yeah. And then he's got a couple in. Well, now these are friendly, so he's actually got. So they're bringing friendlies into it. So twenty five goals he has this yeah. year in, say yeah. fifty fifty three games, which right. is, which is unbelievable. That's actually better than a goal a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one um, one and two. And I mean, he possesses there. I know stats are fucking stats, and I'm not always yeah. a big fan. It's like, uh, it's like any time, yeah. and it's like any time Dave, Dave Meltzer gives yeah. a, a, a wrestling match a rating. I kind of yeah. go fuck off. But, but stats are important. He's got an average rating in yeah. the UEFA Champions League. This is interesting, mm. and this is um, this is the up. This is the proper stats. Mm. Got an average rating um, of eight point one one in the Champions League, which is yeah. unreal. 10 and goals and 12 appearances. Yeah, and then he's got a 7.39 in the Premier League, 15 and 32. That's pretty phenomenal. It evens out at 7.5, mm. which is fucking mm. 7.6, actually. But the, the interesting thing for Firmino as well is he's not really spoken about a lot except in Liverpool circles. But same with... Um, same. Yeah. I was just going to say the same with uh, Sané. Mm. Sané um, has, has also kind of went under that radar so to speak of, of not being uh, you know spoken a hell of a lot about so um, we'll, we'll try and find him I mean we talk about uh, where is he there we... Leroy Leroy Sane so that's the Man City player yeah got the wrong one do you mean Mane oh look at that look at that yeah. spot the Liverpool yeah. fan here yeah. huh Sane, Jesus H. Christ. I'm sure all the Liverpool fans are laughing at me, but that's okay because I am not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> um, we've got a Mane playing for St. Joseph's Boys. How's about that? And he's uh, age 36. Not really the kind of player that's one for the future, so to speak. So for all you guys that were girls that were getting excited there and getting your uh, football manager 2018 and you now trying to pick up a bargain, don't because he's or, got or a if you thought we were signing Sané. Yeah, because <laughs> or if you thought you were signing Sané. So uh, yeah, hands up there. Um, right. So his stats aren't as impressive, um, Mane. Um, he not, does possess. No, he possesses a nine goals in ten matches in the Champions League, an eight point ten rating. And 10 in Premier League, um, which is a uh, 7.27. In total, um, not even in friendlies, he's got 19 goals altogether and 8 assists. So the assists aren't as high up, um, more so in the Premier League. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got as many goals yeah. in the Champions League as he has in... But we the, also lost him for a decent chunk of the season as well. This is true. Uh, this is true. Um, whereas Bobby had been more consistent. He hadn't been as injured or anything. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's comparable. Well, it is comparable, and and at the end, like it's a front three. So the front three have to. Mm. It's their 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 link up play that they've all had. Um, but we get on to the kind of the, the the one in Europe that you would say, wow, King. yeah. So he's got forty three goals in total this season, um, ten and twelve appearances again in the Champions League, 
8.10 rating. I think everyone's just given an 8.10 here. Mm. Um, in the Premier League, 32 in 36 appearances. Um, and he's got four assists in the Champions League and 10. So he's actually got the same amount of assists as as, yeah. uh, as, as Bobby does, as you yeah. call him. Yeah. So I mean that's that's the front three there, but like that's in, that's interesting because the, the three of them have similar stats insofar as it's just that Salah has been the one who has put the goals away. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. and that but, could easily well, that could easily go the opposite way next yeah, year. Absolutely, but what I would say is that the other two boys up front have been pivotal to Salah's success in front of goal as well. I mean, it's 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 a lot of Firmino's link up play from and a lot of Sane or Mane's link up play from and all. Has really um, driven his success. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah. and that's that's the front three. So we'll talk about the front three of of, of obviously of, of Liverpool. And we'll we'll talk about the front three of Real Madrid. Um, you know, I mean, there's cases being made. <laughs> I mean, every time you think Salah's numbers are incredible, you see Ronaldo's again as well, mm. and they're almost as bloody. You know, he's got what his four, stats are always. Incredible. He's got forty three goals, the exact same. As Salah, hmm. except he's got them in um, one, two, three. He's got 43 goals in 41 appearances, hmm. which, you know, just, it, just over the goal again. if they do ever edge it, if he does edge it again yeah. in the World Player of the Year, then obviously yeah. they're going to, that, that's where it's going to go. But yeah. 15 and 12 in the Champions League, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. And twenty six and twenty seven in La Liga, yeah. and two and two in the yeah. World FIFA World Club. Eight assists. Assists aren't as impressive, but you wouldn't <laughs> expect him to be for Ronaldo. No. He doesn't no. do. Um, yeah. He doesn't do. It's but not I mean, his role. Exactly. Um, now, I mean, when you talk about the player that they have up front, um, that you know, he he's the reason actually that Alvaro Morata left the the prince that was born to be king for Real Madrid, and we talk about. Um, you know, Morata only getting 16 goals in the league, but then was missing for what two, three months of the season. Yeah. Benzema is the weak link here, and the one that some people just don't understand how he's there because these statistics for a 30 year old player, by the way, 30 is not old for a striker, 30 is prime. Yeah. 28 to 32 is your prime. It's your prime. It always yeah. was. John Aldridge yeah. always said 28 yeah. to 32 is your prime years. Yeah. Four goals in eight games in the Champions League. That's fair enough, I suppose. It's a goal every other game. Yeah. But five in 32 appearances in La Liga. Yeah. 25 of which he started. Seven which he came on as yeah. a sub. Now, that yeah. doesn't... Uh, it, it's a poor return for what you call a striker. It is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, you look at players that he's gotten rid of. Like, as I say, Morata. Um, Morata's already got yeah. more. I mean, he got what eleven yeah. in the league, and then six on top of that. So, right. um, I mean, Ishko hasn't played. I mean, Ishko's only you know, started. He started nine, started twenty one, twenty. So seven goals and seven assists in La Liga. I know that's coming from a midfield position. That's very, right. very impressive, actually. Um, you know, Asensio hasn't started a whole lot this year, which is why he's been talked with. Right. With, with leaving, um, but when he has played, he's got six and nineteen starts. Um, yeah. You know, one in the Champions League, not amazing numbers either. I mean, Ronaldo is the one because even Bale mm. isn't necessarily, you know, is I mean, Bale's he hasn't played much in the Champions League. No, eighteen goals yeah. all season for a player that hasn't played a whole lot. I mean, twenty starts 
in La Liga. 26 appearances in total and 16 yeah. goals, which is very good. Yeah. And uh, one goal in three in the Champions League. One goal in six, but three starts. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it seems to be a front line of Ronaldo when you match it up versus Real, or, or sorry, Liverpool's... Uh, yeah. You know. I think if you match their front three against our front three, you, I think statistically we're, yeah. we're better. But again, statistics it's, don't it's, win a football. They match. don't mean anything. It's on the night and it's how they link up and how the different play pans out and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think um, I think that's it. I mean, so how do you feel? How do you feel now that we've we've got all those? Yeah, it's uh, um, it's, um, it's an exciting week. It's a nervous week. Um, it's a week to go make history again, um, or potentially not. But let's keep it positive and let's uh, let's make sure we go into the match and you know win, lose or draw. If we play our game and we play to our strengths, that's all we can really ask. So, where are you going to be watching it? Well, I'm going to be sitting in the cup watching it. You're sitting in the cup yeah. watching it. Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, because. Um, Kiev wasn't an option. And we talk about the. I know we 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 didn't kind of they're both four three three actually as well. Yeah. Um, the negatives, I suppose. What would you what would you what would you say the pluses and the negatives are for both both teams? Well, I think I think for Liverpool with us, it's really more kind of experience. It's kind of like you know being back on this stage again, but with the players that we have at the moment, a lot of them wouldn't have experienced it. Yeah. If any of them. Yeah. Um, also, I would imagine their bench is a lot stronger than our bench. Okay. Goes without saying. Yeah. Um, and then the only concerning thing, and it's whether it's a concern or not, a lot of people seem to harp on about it. But Klopp's um, Final record, record and yeah. finals and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, whether that's a factor or not, I'm not too sure. Well, could this be an omen? This could be because a manager. That we talked about last week, mm. that had a terrible record in finals. Won his first Just cup. Just won his first cup. cup. So it could be. I think with uh, Jurgen Cup. Yeah, Jurgen Cup club. <laughs> <laughs> but for uh, for Real, I think obviously the potential. It's all about. It's, it's generally the Ronaldo show. Yeah. It's all about the Ronaldo show. So, um, let's see what happens there. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on them. They're they're the favourites. They're expected to go out and beat us and blow us away. Um, they're going for three in a row. Um, they've been reasonably strong all season. Poor in the league, strong in Europe. Um, but their form in the semi-finals wasn't great. Yeah. Ronaldo was missing for large chunks of both games. And when he goes missing for them, um, not a whole lot happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's the way I would look at it. And I, th- I, think if you look, I think if you look back on, on the season for both teams, I think we've had... A really good season. I think we've played really, really good football at times. Um, I think deservedly we're in the final. Um, and I think if you look back at Real's season, I think probably if they didn't deliver the Champions League, they would regard it as being a poor season. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, route to the final probably was a little bit tougher for Real. Just just on the last two that they played yeah. um, with Juve and Bayern. Yeah. Um, two European powerhouses. Yeah. Just in fairness, I'm not saying that in, yeah. a, in a bad way because yeah. they were. I mean, but yeah. uh, by the same well, token, by the same token, though yeah. they were very, very yeah. lucky in both games too. But absolutely. But you could also argue, from our point of uh, point of view, we had to put out the Premiership champions 
who are a very very good okay. side yeah and we also had to put out the side that put out Barcelona yep in Roma yeah um true so I think that's the way that kind of pans it's out horses again, for courses almost yeah, and when again, you look I think, at the yeah, two. and I think I think you can sort of look the draw is the draw mm. you know what I mean and you can't you can't pick and choose who you get and you, you get who you get and you try and get through yeah, um, yeah. and I think at the end of the day if you get to the quarterfinals and the semi-finals of the Champions League there is no easy draw there is no easy teams yeah um, you know easy teams don't get through to the last eight or the last four or the last two in the Champions League mm. that's when all the quality comes through yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's certainly going to be an interesting final I hope it's an open final I hope, oh I think I hope that's we a see, given I hope we see two really good strong attacking sides and um, we'll see what happens yeah I mean on that note we'll take a little pause for the cause and we'll uh, we'll hopefully come back with a uh, a, uh, a neutral guest that is going to put some input in here um, if he gets his ass ready Mr. Ronaldo Mr. Ronaldo himself himself yeah. and we will uh, we'll be back in what will be a second to you guys Roy so Noel I'm going to call it out a couple of people let us down uh, looking at you Damien yeah next time um, don't forget that uh, you won't be asked again pal now so after his great work last week, he's he's let us down this week. So yeah, hopefully he's he has busy, a he's busy working. Hopefully he has a good excuse, which is yeah. busy working. So that's that's all right. Um, but what we'll do is, you know, I love you, Damien. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> um, what I will do is. I think we're just going to talk about it amongst ourselves. To be honest, I mean, you're the fan, so yeah. Tell me, yeah, like, no, just tell me. I'm just really looking forward to it now, and um, I just think it's going to be has it has all the the setup to be a very uh, a very exciting final. Um, it's just whether it pans out that way or not. We shall see on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. Really looking forward to seeing Klopp's. Um. Um, decisions on the uh, the uh, the starting eleven. I think it picks. tells it. I think it's it, it picks itself though, doesn't it? With the I way. Th- well, I think I think with Emre Chan coming back on um, fit again and back in training, I think that puts a little sort of a a sort of a decision. How long has he been out for? In fairness, like he's been out now. I think. God, is he out? I'm thinking is his last game. Was it the Watford game or something like that or? So what's that about two yeah. months ago or something? Yeah, I think it's in around that anyway. I think it's he, he's 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 been missing a bit now, you know. So, um, and then it's it's whether Klopp would would um would pick him over, say, a genie when Aldum who's been performing in the Champions League, and you know, and it's how that would affect the squad and and people's feelings. And does that tell when Aldum that look? Yeah, you're good, but you're not. Yeah. You're not as good as someone yeah. that's but leaving. But then I suppose, you know, the role of a manager is to manage these things and pick his best 11 that's available to him. Yeah, that's true. And it's not about picking who you like or picking the people that you necessarily have bonded with a bit. It's about picking your best 11 to do a job on the night. And the question is, against Tony Cruz, Modric and Casemiro, um, would Emre Chan be a better fit in there than Jeannie Wijnaldum? Yeah. Um, would he? I think he'd be stronger. Yeah. Um, but now he's a big unit, though, isn't he? 
He is, but I think Emre Chan, he's kind of a powerhouse in midfield, and I think during the season when we've come up against battling sort of strong midfields, he's he's done a very good job. Yeah. So um, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I've obviously not followed the team news as much as you. Yeah. Um, or like the you know, I obviously don't see as much of. Yeah. I think Liver- I think ultimately it's the Salah Ronaldo show. I've probably seen more of Real Madrid this year than I've seen of Liverpool yeah. other than the times we played being honest and the bits and pieces yeah. that I'd see on match of the day and all. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I just think I just think that the this Real they're a final team. Do you know what I mean? They're they're a cup final. Yeah. It's like this this European Cup. Yeah. No one's won it more. Mm. No one will ever win it more, I don't think. Yeah. Not in our lifetime anyway. Mm. Um and it's almost like they're just they'd be destined to win it it's it's very hard to go against a Real Madrid or a Barcelona so it really is like they are so strong they've so much talent so many great players such great history and all that but sometimes the underdog wins well that's it that's it um, I mean we and, did it we did anything, it in 2012 against anything, Bayern anything can happen in a one off final a one off game what do you think? I heard this thing on the radio today. I'd actually, and I knew I needed to bring it up to you. I was listening to it on Talk Sport, and I heard Tony Cascarino and a few lads saying, "Now, a lot of uh, I have a lot of British listeners, so I do feel for you. A lot of the a lot of the British guys are getting ripped off, especially going, um, you know, going out to uh, going out to Kiev for it, and you know, it's nearly costing them a grand, and that's just to be there in the stadium with no." Accommodation or nothing or whatever, but I'd I mean, s- I'd say it's costing a lot more than that. I've seen tickets upwards of 15, 16, 2 grand a ticket. So, um, I've seen Thomas Cook putting on flights at eight, nine hundred, a thousand, yeah, for flights. Um, God knows what accommodation is going to cost you out there yeah. at this stage, but I mean, it's um, not just against the Brits, it's, it happens to everyone, like you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think no matter who it is, I think, yeah. I think if look, if it had Coming been from if Ireland, had, if it had been a Bayern final, if it had been a Man City versus the Germans, whatever, would be the same, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think no matter what city hosts um, a big European final. Um, they're gonna monopolise that from a commercial. Point I think of view. it's just to me. It's a sense of like the British football pundits yeah. always seem to think that they're hard done by, no matter yeah. what, or that everyone's yeah. against them. Whereas yeah, well, I, th- I think it's kind of like if if you go back, say six weeks ago, to when we were playing City, maybe or eight weeks ago, whenever it was. I think at that stage, you could have booked flights for four fifty five hundred. You could yeah. have got a hotel probably for. a Three four days probably for a, a grand maybe less. Yeah. Um, and ticket prices are just ticket prices. The allocation. So there's such a commercial, um, entity now to the Champions League final that like half the stadium is only allocated, or a quarter of the stadium 20, is only 20. allocated. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I I read somewhere that we were getting sixteen thousand tickets and so were Real. Yeah. And everything else was commercial in a stadium of that size. Yeah, it's crazy. Is um, it's crazy. But I but I get the commercial aspect of the Champions League. Well, it's what well, it's what brings the money in. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, and it's and it's that as well. But I th- I think, you know, there'll be a lot more than sixteen thousand Liverpool fans there, and certainly a lot more than sixteen thousand Real Madrid fans there. Um, and the one thing you'll be guaranteed from us is that you'll hear Liverpool fans in full voice in that stadium. 
Yeah, I think you'll hear the Spaniards too, though. They're good. Yeah. The Spaniards are good. Like a lot of people yeah. always think that their own are better than everyone else's, but it's uh, we are. It's not always the case, uh, especially you Liverpool fans. I think you think you're the only supporters in the world. Uh, <laughs> it's not the case. I, I think if you look at this season, I think we've definitely been the most vocal. Um, I would, I, I would dare say sometimes uh, the Newcastle fans might even have something to say yeah, about that. Yeah, but the Newcastle fans don't do big European nights at Anfield no. and they don't certainly do big European nights at St James's Liverpool fans usually uh, usually burn jerseys though once a player leaves their team to go to a, a rival as well hey everyone's entitled to get upset I know but you tend to do a little bit more you just kind of claim a person once they play for Liverpool you just think they're from Merseyside mm. they could be from Madrid Completely mm-hmm. different part of the fucking world. They could be. But, uh, they could be. <laughs> we, we have to have some sort of banter here yeah, with this because. No, but this is. not going to go me in on that Torres thing. <laughs> well, the Torres is ours now. He played for us longer, so. <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I think. Uh, we have Lee Flynn chiming in on this from uh, from the intranet to say that Ronaldo yeah. hat trick is his prediction, anyways. Yeah. So he's not predicted a scoreline, so that could go with the four goals. Yeah. From Salah, um, yeah. but listen, here's one that I heard today. Now I don't, I don't see this as a good thing or a viable thing at all. But some of the the the, uh, the British pundits are claiming that there should be a, the final should be two legs as well. No, you know, first leg in Anfield and the no. second leg in in Madrid. No. I don't think that's. No. Uh, I think that takes comp- and. Uh, to hear that from ex-professional footballers actually kind of annoys me because there's nothing like a one-off game of cup I final football. I think that's the commercial side of people thinking aloud. Um, I don't think that works for me. I think there's a certain um, mystique and build-up and all to a one-off chance. A one-off where game? You have, where you have a one-off It's do chance. or die, like. Yeah, you either show up on that night or you don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it's certainly set up for a uh, fantastic evening. Yeah, like I mean, I I think uh, you know, I I think I'll uh, I'll I'll kind of chime in on it. That uh, I mean, one part of me watches the Premier League, and you know, most of me me uh, most of me stuff that I watch is uh, is is Premier League football. So on that side of things, I can see where people go. You know, uh, you'd love to see an English team win it. For me, Real Madrid is my team in Spain, mm. so I do have that kind of yeah. uh, love for Real Madrid in that sense. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, you know, I do love Mo Salah. Mm. And um, but I think I think if you're a neutral out there, if you're yeah. a neutral out there, it will be very good for the Premiership in a whole for Liverpool to be successful on Saturday night. Mm. I think it um I think it adds to the Premiership. I think it adds it it puts a bit of weight behind teams in the Premiership in terms of trying to sign better players. That it's an attractive place to come to, and that it's still, you know, one if not the strongest league in the world. Yeah. Um, and I think um it adds all that value to every club. Um, naturally, our friends in Man United and various other clubs would like us to see us lose. But I think even their own club will benefit from us from potentially winning. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I, I, I have opened the, the Dynamo's dozen lines here at a minute, and uh, it looks like we're going to have a very fucking special caller in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the second ever guest in Dynamo's dozen. I'm not going to do it until he's on the line because people have already let us down. Yeah. But if he's calling in, this is going to be a trip here. Yeah, yeah. He is a Man United fan, but it's going to be it's going to yeah. be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to hear this boy. Um, I think if I'm to do, if I'm to give my prediction before anything happens, mm. if I if I'm to think with my head, mm. I'm thinking there's goals in it. Oh, definitely. I'm thinking it's going four three. Really? Mm. I'm going that high. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, that would be a heck of a final. And I think it could go either way. Yeah, I really, I, yeah. I, I won't know exactly who I'm gonna pick yeah. until I walk down to Paddy Powers on Saturday morning, mm. and my heart tells me what I need to do, and then I don't fucking win because I never whichever, win. Whichever <laughs> offers you the best odds. Whichever offers me the best odds. <laughs> yeah, I think Real are obviously for obvious reasons favourites, um, yeah. because mm. they've been there, done it. This squad yeah. has experienced it what two years. Yeah. Uh, in a but row I just think this year there's just been something special about that Liverpool side in this competition and I just think you know we have gone out and produced it again and again and again when people didn't think we would mm. and I think now we're on the pinnacle of it and we've now just one more step to go Yeah. and I really really believe and I hope our name is on it on Saturday night uh, you know, we've got we've got to mention a couple of other <laughs> Liverpool fans that have been mentioned on this show before. Paul Tracy, <laughs> I'm sure that man is going to be somewhere in the world yeah. absolutely bricking himself. Rocking the red jersey. Oh, he'll be rocking the red jersey, yeah. singing fucking John Arnorisa still, oh, even yeah. though John Arnorisa is <laughs> long gone. Um, he used to sing Fernando, whoa, until... Uh, until he didn't. Until he became blue. Um <laughs> And then there's even a Milan Barros song somewhere along the way there. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I think um, Harry Kiel. Oh Jesus, Harry! Yeah, Harry, not so cool yeah. at Liverpool, but maybe yeah. at a Champions League winner. Yeah, he is a Champions League winner. Um, but as you can hear now, there's a there's an incoming. Uh, we we've got him. We've got him. Guess who this is? Guess who this is on the line, ladies and gentlemen? The second ever. Guest of Dynamo's dozen, big motherfucking baby Lockman. <laughs> the man. The pleasure is all yours. The pleasure is all yours. <laughs> pleasure. Davy Lockman, as we speak, is now driving in a big, huge vehicle, as he is a big, huge man. <laughs> and uh, he's here to give us his little bits and pieces on the fucking uh, on the, the Champions League final. Davy, you're definitely going to be trying to bet on it. Well, how do you see this going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still
prediction on it. Like I like the sound of that, big man. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I just think, I just think uh, if uh, Sal runs a mock, that's the end of it. I don't think anybody will stop him. If he turns up on form, that's the end of it. Can the same not be said for Ronaldo as well, though? As much as I hate, well, yeah, as much as I hate Liverpool, if Salah turns up, that's it, like, you know? I think, um, I agree. I think, uh, if Ronaldo turns up as well, if the two of them turn up and play as good as each other on the day, I think it's going to be an amazing game. I'm, I, I predicted 4-3 to someone. I don't know how it's going to happen. 4-3? Now that could that could happen an extra time as well though. Mm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I don't, I don't see that many goals. We do like you those know, four trees. I, I, I think I think biggest one I'm going to be about a three two would say. All right, you're going one more than me then. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I tell you what, I say I say three two Liverpool. That's my prediction. Three two Liverpool. Davies doesn't. I tell you, you Davy, the Man United fans on here are going to think we were on Messenger earlier. Sorry? The Man United fans are going to think we were on Messenger earlier. (laughs) 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 As as much as I hate Liverpool, that's my prediction. But in fairness, now I think, uh, look, if Liverpool win it, it'll be faster from either side, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think by the same token, like you're the same as me. I'm Chelsea. You're Man United. We don't really want to see Liverpool win it. But at the same time, I think no. th- I think this year, because of the way Klopp is and the way Salah has played, you couldn't really take it away from them if they did win it. Like there's no there's no luck involved. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's that's it. Like it's, to be quite honest, like if Liverpool win it, win it, it's Salah's trophy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He's carried the team through the whole, that whole Champions League. He's played amazingly. Yeah. You know? Because, I, I mean, this this game could actually decide who wins the Ballon d'Or, actually. Because yeah. we were looking at the uh, we were looking at the stats of Ronaldo and and, uh, and Salah, and they're both on the exact same amount of goals. So, yeah. to me, whoever wins this is Ballon d'Or. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, so. I think Salah will get the Ballon d'Or anyway. Who? Salah? I think Salah should. I think Salah should because yeah, that many goals have never been scored in England. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it, I mean, Pedro, Pedro scored 20 goals in La Liga. That tells you all you need to know about La Liga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Well, I'll tell you what, let me ask you one question, Davey, right? When you go down to uh, when you go down to Paddy Powers, I know your brother is the king of bets. That's that's a fact. Yeah. Keith Lockman, yeah. who will be on the show at some point, probably giving a fucking class on how to bet. <laughs> and, and, and Paddy's not too far behind him. Pa- Paddy's not too oh, far behind him either. So if you if you are going to Put your fucking your hard earned twenty quid on this match. What are you really going with? If you've twenty quid for one bet, it's your last twenty quid and you're looking to make money, what are you going for? What's gonna be a guaranteed? Yeah. What like what what's the what are you go, what are you gonna go with like when you're thinking with the head? Um oh, I don't know, I think it has to be if, it'd either be a four goal scorer and 
Ronaldo. Really? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, makes sense. Yeah, that's true. I think that's what everyone's hope is because, I mean, with, with the FA Cup final and all, we knew it was going to be a boring game between two defensive teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you, you know what I mean? You knew that was going to happen, but uh, Chelsea won anyway. You fucking... <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to <laughs> and this is Dynamo's Dozen's biggest fan telling me to fuck off I love it <laughs> at least it's the, at least I haven't turned PG Davey <laughs> no I think uh, no I think if I was to give you my prediction then I, I would I, I'm actually thinking Liverpool's name is on the cup um, and I think it is gonna. I think it's gonna be a four three. I just. I don't know why four three is in my brain. I just have a feeling that there could be a couple of penalties given as well. Um, Ramos is always privy to giving away a penalty, and Ronaldo is always privy to just getting one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, like I think, uh, like Real, they use the final. Like yeah, many yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, Liverpool, like Liverpool have a bit more nerves. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. In a sense, they more to lose. You know. But it could also work they out the other way. Well. Could also work out the other way where Real have everything to lose and Liverpool have nothing yeah. to lose because they've got that far. Yeah, yeah. So this is Zidane's game. This is Zidane's game. If Zidane loses, he's gone. Yeah, now I'm, t- I'm sort of thinking 3 1, and I'm thinking all our front three score and Ronaldo scores. Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think anyone in it will be kind of prolific. I think there definitely will be goals in it. Um, but I think yeah. I think the first the first fifteen minutes of the game will really dictate the game. Who's up for it? Who's there? Who's gonna do what they need to do? And I think after yeah. fifteen minutes, we'll have a fair idea how it's gonna pan out. I don't expect any kind of surprises. Um, right. You know, I th- I think you know on paper, really, it's it's Real's the win, isn't it? Really, yeah. you know what I mean. But I think I think we've basically shown all season in the Champions League that we do what we do to beat these teams um, and I just I just have a funny feeling about this year I just I just I just get this feeling that I think it feel very strange if we weren't to win it it feel yeah, fucking great another, to me yeah yeah I just don't think I don't think I can sit through extra time on panels though <laughs> Oh Jesus! If it goes to if it goes to penalties, uh, I'll probably just uh, have a heart attack. To be honest, like, cause I could watch Zimbabwe versus fucking Mozambique on penalties and I shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd nearly, I think I'd nearly, I think I'd nearly rather lose a normal time than to lose on penalties. Yeah, lose yeah, penalties is horrible. It's a it's a lottery, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and the knock-on the knock-on effect it would have as well for a lot of young players that we have. 
It's the kind of thing that nearly scars you for life. <laughs> Down, yeah. To come, yeah, to come back, right? So anyway, apparently there was a fan flew over, <coughs> had a massive bet on the game. He did, and uh, Liverpool were three three nil down. And um, when he went three nil down, he went to the toilet and committed suicide because he was afraid he was going to lose everything. Now, the fucking idiot had a way to do that for him, didn't Oh, good Jesus Christ. That's one of the best yeah. stories ever. I wonder if that's true. It is. No, it is true. It is 100% true, yeah. Genie, Mac. It is. Yeah. Because he obviously bet his mortgage and his fucking yeah. house and everything on it. Yeah, well, well, yeah but he bet anyway. He fucking yeah. must have been stressed out a bit and he was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> to be fair, you know, <laughs> but to be fair. He was probably related to that guy who betted on The Undertaker. <laughs> to be fair if he was that kind of gambler it probably would have happened a day or two later because he probably would have bet the winnings on something else or maybe if he had a, maybe if he had a stuck around we wouldn't have come back into it <laughs> yeah maybe he was actually the bad bad uh, yeah. bad dice <laughs> oh Jesus we shouldn't talk about that the course the course yeah speaking of the undertaker and all that's a horrible uh, way to, to go <laughs> So that's that's gonna that's gonna be a good one. I, I mean I think I think my bet is gonna be based on what your brother bets. Um because right. I think that's the only way I'm gonna win. Yeah, I, I, I think I think I think I Probably get about what? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you now. You'll get over 20s anyway. Yeah, I was thinking that because 20 is the, is the number that came to my mind. I was thinking at least 20 to 1. Yeah, you'll get, all, you'll get over that. You will take. Right, so I might throw 20, 20, 20 quid on that. And then um, that can that can be the savings then for the Dynamo's birthday in three weeks on June the 9th for all you listeners that want to send in goodie bags. Our envelopes. Have we got a PO box? I have a PO box, yeah. It's uh, Ian Kelly800 at dynamosdozen.com. <laughs> Giving out nothing on this. Giving out nothing on this. <laughs> uh, get all sorts of fucking uh, used uh, clothing probably sent to me, fucking PO box, if that was the case. I don't think I'll, uh, don't think I'll go down that route. But. Um, I think I think on this uh, I think it. on that note that's that's yeah. about all we're all we're at. Um, thanks for th- thanks for ringing in. To be uh, I think the next time Davey that. <laughs> I think the, I think the next time. Yeah, but we reversed the charges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg style. <laughs> I think the next time we're gonna have you on, Davey, is gonna be on June the ninth at Dynamo's Dozen's birthday bash. When uh, we when we watch, uh, it's a Saturday night, and believe it or not, he was fighting on that night, CM Punk. Is it? Oh, the UFC night, yeah. That's the UFC night. Yeah, well, we, what, what number is that one? 
Oh, geez, I couldn't tell you. Do you know what number that is, Noel? It's probably a Fox Sport 1 one. It's 200 and something, anyway. No, it's 200 and something, Fox Sport 1. It, I think it's a dark match. <laughs> it's a dark match. He's on the no, co-main event, I think. Yeah. 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 Of the prelims. <laughs> I think the, f- I think the fight is actually going to be him and Mike Jackson sitting in front of a big, huge screen, playing each other on the UFC video game rather than actually getting in and fighting. <laughs> but well, sure, listen. You what? Have you seen any much training from CM Punk? No. Have you seen how he's getting on lately? I don't think we've been allowed to see anything uh, recently. I think no, they're I keeping it all QT. So you never know. He might they get get plenty of a fight week. Fight week, we, we might get something. But sure, look, on that note, my friend, I'll love you and leave you. See you soon, pal. Take it easy. Take it easy, my brother. Bye, bye.